I want to speak to you today on your life now. How many of you believe that the word of God must be given first place in the church and must be given first place in our personal lives? It is so important that we understand God's word must be first place in our lives. Nothing else is exalted. Nothing else is as important as the word of God. Because every time we open God's word, every time we read and study, it is God speaking to us. Every time we sit and listen and our hearts are receptive and our hearts are open, it is God speaking to us. And I believe this morning as your heart is open, that God is going to speak to you in a way that you will understand. Can someone say amen? It's important that we discover the life that we have in Christ right now. And when you discover the life you have in Christ now, it's mind-boggling. It's overwhelming to discover the life that each of you that's born again, the life you have right now. It's mind-boggling. It's overwhelming. But you see, many haven't discovered it. They are born again, yes. But they still have not discovered. Because you see, when you are born again, you become a new person. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, we looked at that last week. Therefore, if a man is in Christ, if a man is enfolded, that's what the Passion Translation tells us. If a man is enfolded into Christ, this man is a new creation. Let's sit down, please. I just said the Word of God is the most important, so we're going to sit down and listen. Everyone grab a seat. I can also decide to go to the toilet if I want. But I can because I have a job to do. So please grab a seat. If a man is in Christ, this man is a new creation. This man is a new creature, a creature that's never existed. That's what it means. And we talked about this last week. And the reason why I am Reminding you of this is because it is important to understand who we are today in Christ. When you are enfolded, the Bible says, in Christ or in the Amplified Classic, it says when a man is engrafted into Christ, this person is a new creation. Old things have passed away, all the old order has passed away, and the new order has come. Can someone say Amen. So, knowing who we are in Christ, it changes everything. And many haven't. And that's the reason why it is important that we continue to teach along these lines. I got a very good uh, feedback from several people. Actually, last week I got a great feedback. This is something that people need to know. Discovering. Who we are. Because if you don't, you can't live the life. And I want to believe that most people here are born again. But if you're not born again, we shall give you the opportunity to be born again today. Come on now, say amen. amen. I said if you're not born again, we shall give you the opportunity to be born again. So how do we know who we are today? How do we know what has happened to us? How do we know what we possess now? Because if we don't know what we possess now in Christ, we can't live the life. I asked several questions last Sunday. And I believe I was able to answer those questions in my message. But each of you need to begin to do a study for yourself to discover and I'm just trying because I don't have all the time in the world to, to, to tell you everything today. 
But I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to keep teaching and preaching along these lines. And helping you realize who you are in Christ. Come on, can someone say amen? amen. The Bible refers to the word of God as a mirror. I want to say a mirror. Yeah. Now, what do you use a mirror for? Now, I want you to, to explain something to you today that's going to help you. Say it with me, the Word of God. Word of God. It's, a it's a mirror. Okay. Now, there's the concept that a lot of people have that the Word of God is a mirror that shows us who we are supposed to be. You look in the Word and you see who you should be. That the word of God shows you who you are supposed to be. But I don't believe that. The word of God does not show you who you are supposed to be. The mirror of the word shows you who you already are. Oh my God. Now that, that's, that's a totally different idea. That's a totally different concept. The word of God shows me... Who I am in Christ already. Now when I discover who I am in Christ already, that is the change. Okay. You know, here is the idea people have. Well, you know, you read the word that the word will come in and change you. The word comes in to change you. Listen, you have been changed already in the spirit. You, you read the word, the mirror of the word, that you might truly see who you already are. Now, when you truly see who you already are, that is the change. My God, I hope I'm not confusing anybody here this morning. Do you understand that? Is there anyone who does not understand that? When I look in the mirror, I see my face. I see who I truly am. I see the real shape of my nose. I don't look in the mirror to change my nose. I look in the mirror to see who I truly am. The mirror reveals me. Yes, there is the idea that you look in the mirror to make adjustments. Is that correct? But the adjustment that needs to be made... Is the understanding of who I am in Him. When I understand who I am in Him, I begin to live like He has made me. Oh my God. See, that is the change. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. Why will the Bible tell you in verse 2 not to conform to this world? The reason is because you are different from the world. Oh my God. You are not like the world. That's why the Bible says don't act like the world. You are not like the world. That's what the Bible says. Don't conform to the world because you, when you gave your life to Christ, you became a new species. You became a new creature. You became a new creation. This creature has never existed. Come on now, say amen. amen. You've got to understand this so that you don't conform to the world. But it goes further to say, but be you what? Transformed. By what? Renewing your mind. That you may be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That you may be able to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That you may be able to prove. So we understand the realm of the soul needs to change. That is where the change happens. Now, listen to me carefully. As you look in the mirror, 
which is the mirror of the word. You see who you truly are. You adapt to that. That is the change. Can someone say amen? amen? Now let's look at this. Let's look at the Bible tells us this very clearly. In 1 John chapter 4 verse 17. When you read the, letter, uh, the latter end of this verse. It says as he is. So are we. Where? As he is. As who is? As Jesus is. As Jesus is. So if I am like Jesus is in this world, then what is the change that they're talking about? What change are we talking about? The change is the realization of who we are when we look in the mirror. Come on now, say amen. amen. That is the problem. A lot of people are not looking in the mirror. A lot of people are not looking in the mirror. That's why they can't conform to who they truly are. A lot of people look in the mirror, but they are so quick in looking in the mirror. That's why the Bible says when they look in the mirror, they leave and they forget who they look like. Is somebody getting this today? Is this helping anybody? Say it with me. As he is, so am I in this world. Now, if that does not... Clear the argument in your mind. I wonder what we'll do. Say it one more time. As he is, so am I in this world. Oh, but Pastor Godwell, you, you don't understand all the mistakes that I make. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. That's the mirror you must see. My God. That's what you've got to see in the mirror. No, but you see, many don't look that, see that in the mirror. They keep seeing all their faults. They keep seeing all their flaws. They keep seeing all their mistakes. No, you've got to see yourself like He says you are. I say you've got to see yourself like He says you are. As He is, so are you. As He is, so are you. As He is, so are you. As, oh my, I know some people are going to wake up to this later. Because I can see. I can see. This is not the kind of message that some have heard. But you cannot live the life that God has given to you if you don't see it. It's not enough to, I'm a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? You know, the word Christ... In the Greek, it's what? Christos. In the Hebrew, Messiah. What does it mean? No, it means the anointing. See, it means the anointing or it means the anointed. Christians are the anointed ones. We are Christians. That's where we draw our name from, from the anointing. As he is, so are we. Come on now, say amen. amen. We are anointed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Acts 10, 38. With the Holy Ghost. And with what? Power. Who went about doing what? Good. And healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I send you. Just as the Father sent me with dominion and authority and power and glory, the same way I have sent you. Come on now, say amen. amen. Praise God. So until we begin to see in the mirror of the word who we are. We can fully live the life that God has given unto us. And that's a sad, sad situation. And many in the church are like that. The Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. Go with me to the book of James chapter 1. The book of James. The book of James chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 22. 
James chapter 1. Has anyone found it? If you found it, say amen. amen. If you haven't found it, say wait for me. <laughs> James chapter 1. We're going to read verse 22. But be doers of the word. But be what? But be what? Watch that very carefully. But be doers of the word. Now, look at me. When I look in the mirror, what do I see? What do I see? Who I am. Now, what is the mirror? The word. So this mirror reveals to me who I am. Now, you know, when you read that place I just read, but be doers of the word... You know, a lot of people will just begin to think about, well, you don't have to sin and do this and do that, you know. But you've got to understand that it goes deeper than just not sinning. When he says, be doers of the word, it's basically saying to you, whatever God says you are, leave it. <laughs> Come on now, say amen. amen. Be, be doers, because when you open the mirror and you look into the mirror, the mirror shows you. Who you are, what you have, whom you belong to, what you can do, what you can achieve. Come on now, say amen. amen. The Bible says, do those. Be doers of the word. Not hearers only. We have so many today in the body of Christ, they just sit and hear. But they never come to terms with what the Bible says. I am done with scheming through the word. I am done with reading through the word. Some people say I've read the whole Bible. I've read the 66 books. But they still don't know who they are. It's not about reading all the books of the Bible. It's about coming to the realization of who the Bible say you are. Because some people take pride in, I've read everything. You've read everything, but you haven't changed. It's not about reading everything. Listen to me. If you truly want to know who you are, you've got to study. It's time to study. It's time to sit on that solid teaching of the word. Hallelujah. And, and all of that happened, yet people get up and they still live in defeat. They still live the low life. They still panic when trouble comes because they do not know that he that is in them is greater than he that's in the world. We hear it, but we don't realize it. I am more than con a conqueror through him that loved me. We hear it, but we don't get it. We know how to quote verses. We know how to quote scripture. But it's not in the quotation of verses and scripture that makes you. It is in the knowing of what Jesus has done for you and made available to you. That is the difference. For you shall know, know the truth. And the truth you know shall make you free. Amen. It's not in quotation. It's not in recitation. It is not in reading through. I've read everything. But has it changed you? Have you seen who you are? So you know what I do when I read? I question a lot of things. I don't just read. I question. I read in between the lines. What does that mean? If a man is in Christ, he's a new creature. What does it mean to be a new creature? What does it mean to be a new creature? What does it mean to be in Christ? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? What does it how does it affect me? How has it affected me? How has it changed my life? That's why you see many, they are in church, but yet they still live like the devil. Come to church on Sunday, shout praise the Lord, hallelujah, but leave church on, on, on Sunday and go on Monday and, and do business like the world does business. Come on now, say amen. Oh, Pastor Garber, you know we live in Istanbul. Things are very hard. That is why we compromise. No, you don't compromise because things are hard. You compromise because you haven't realized who you are. Now preach to people on the street then. Because some of you need to wake up this morning and smell the coffee. You need to wake up this morning and realize that I'm telling you the truth. I'm preaching the truth of the word of God. This is what's going to change your life. 
Come on, enough of whining, enough, enough of crying, enough of complaining. Wake up and realize who God has made you in Christ. He gave birth to you. You are a child of the living God. And if you are a child of the living God, then you are not who you used to be. Yes, last week I talked about people. That, if, you, if, you, if you offend me now, I'm going to show you my true color. I talked about that last week. I'm going to show you my other side. And that's why you see people yield to the flesh and yield to carnality. Because they still connect themselves to the old man. The old man, the Bible says, was crucified and nailed to the cross. So if the old man was nailed to the cross and crucified, who is that other side you're talking about? Something must be majorly wrong with the way people think. Something must be majorly wrong with the way people believe. Something must be majorly wrong with the gospel that people have heard. But this is the gospel. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. If a man is in Christ, that man is a new creature. Amen. That man is a new creation. All things have passed away. The old man has passed away. The old way of reasoning has passed away. The old way of acting and behaving has passed away. The old way of believing has passed away. Everything of the past is gone. And the new has come. And the new came because you gave your heart to Christ. And you were birthed by the Holy Spirit. Therefore you are spirit. Therefore you can do the things the Holy Spirit does. Therefore you can hear the voice of God. Therefore you can act like God acts. If you believe it, shout your loudest amen. amen. Tying themselves back to who they used to be. But the mirror shows me that as he is, so am I. So am I in this world. Come on now, say amen. amen. And listen guys, don't ever let your personal reality Define the word of God. Your personal reality does not define God's word. Are you listening to me? Because some people think that the fact that they fail, everyone fails. That the fact that they mess up, everyone messes up. Don't let your personal reality define God's word. Your personal reality does not define the word of God. You've got to let the word of God define you. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be not doers, or be not hearers, sorry. Be doers. The Bible says if you're hearing and you're not doing, in other words, if you're just hearing and you're not conforming to what the mirror shows you, that you deceive yourself. And don't we have a lot of people that are deceived? Watch what it says. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, watch that now. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Correct? <laughs> For he observes himself. What does he observe? Okay, so I want you to see that. That's what, that's what I've been trying to say. The man who looks into a mirror observes what? He observes himself he sees himself himself and he goes away and watch this immediately forgets what kind of man he was are you seeing that now so what does the mirror do what does the mirror do the mirror shows you who you are <laughs> Now, now watch this now. Watch this. Um, can you stand here? This man is a believer in Christ. Right? Here is the mirror. The mirror shows this man who he is in the mirror. Do you get that? The mirror shows this man who God has made him. That's very important. It is who God has made you that the mirror will show you. 
It is when you see who God has made you that you can conform to who he has made you. Here is the way it's been presented in a very long time. The mirror shows you your mistakes. That's what we have, that's what we have heard. That's what we've heard. The mirror will show you your mistake. Take this out. Remove this. Take it. Mirror. Your mirror shows you who you are. Because listen, the mirror. Why will the mirror show you your mistakes if the mirror have not reviewed? How can you change? Have you noticed that the more people talk about your failing, the more you fail? No. Have you noticed the more people criticize you for what you do wrong, the more you do wrong? Have you Have you realized that? Have you realized that one of the ways to get people out of wrong is to praise the good in them? Um, some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. Have you realized that a lot of people just, Jesus did not come to just point at our wrong. Jesus knew we were bad, but he still died. Come on now, say amen. amen. Like, listen, he died when we didn't even care about him. And he does not come today to... You are wrong. You are bad. Look at you. You Look at you. you. You are no good. You can't do it. You are such a bad person. No, no. That's not what the word does. When you are saved, when you are born again, the word, when you open the word, the word will show you who you are already in Christ. It is in seeing who you are in Christ that the flaws fall away. The mistakes fall away. Come on now, shout amen. amen. See, that is why I've been a very big believer in just let them come the way they are. Let them come. I met a young man who came to me, this was many years ago, came to me and said, Pastor God, well, I mean, when you saw him, you knew this guy was a, a case. The guy was a case. The guy was an issue. He himself was an issue. But you know what? I just didn't go pray. No. I said, sit in the church. Sit in the meetings. Sit in the service. And he did. He did. Six months. Seven months. Eight months. And just began to change. Just began to change. He loved God. But his life looked, his life looked like a mess. But as he sat under the word and just kept seeing who he is. He began to change. As I speak to you today, he's a lecturer in a university in Ethiopia. I said, sit in the, sit in the service. Uh, that's why I look at people and I just say, okay, come, keep coming. Don't stop. Well, pastor, I'm a mess. Keep coming. Keep coming. You will be amazed at what this thing will do to you. You'll be amazed at what the mirror will show you. Can, can someone say amen? amen? Anyone loves Jesus in this place? Oh my God, listen, this mirror, this mirror is going to show you who you truly are. Just keep sitting under this word. Just keep opening the mirror and the mirror will show you and you discover, my God, what I used to do, I don't do anymore. You know, those things just begin to fall off. That way of thinking just disappears overnight. That way of acting just, boom, leaves you overnight. That's why they've said, do not try to change the way you act. Change the way you think. Can someone shout amen? amen? Change the way you think. Change the way you believe. Change the way you see yourself. Change the way. Change the way. How do you change the way? It is by looking into the mirror. Everyone said the mirror. The mirror. Say it again, the mirror. the mirror. The mirror of the word will change you. I've seen this mirror change so many. I've seen this mirror change me myself. I've seen this mirror because the more I come to terms with what the mirror shows me, the more I realize, my God, there is greater glory that resides on the inside of me. As we behold, like in the mirror, the glory of God, we are changed from one level of glory to another level of glory, even by the Spirit of God. Can someone shout, praise the Lord? Is this helping anybody? Should we read that again? James 1.22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man, observing his natural face in a mirror. 
for he observes himself. He goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he will look into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And it's not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in whatever he does. If you will look into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of liberty reveals to you who you are. But when you leave the church today, you don't forget what I've told you. Ah, that's what it is now. Because tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, there are life challenges. But because you know who you are, and you can say like Paul in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. My God, can someone shout hallelujah? My God. So, so when, when, when life circumstances come, you are not swayed. You are not afraid. You don't cave in. You, you don't begin to panic and cry and run because you know who you are. Say, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. He birthed me. I carry the same nature as God's. If you believe it, say amen. Teaching is truth here. You shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. You shall know the truth. Have you noticed it's the truth you know that will set you free? Listen, the truth I know won't set you free. It's the truth you know. A lot of people live vicariously through pastors. Pastor, do it for me. Pastor, do it for me. Pastor, listen. Pastor can lay his hand on you till all your hair fall out. Until you catch it, you don't have it. Some of you, your hair is actually falling out. You've had hands laid upon you forever. And some of you have lost your hair. Some are close to me even as I speak. <laughs> no, yours is not because hands are laid on you. <laughs> Pastor Ozama, yours is not because of the hands. Look at Bodan Namd in the back. Look. Yours is disappearing too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brother Aaron, how are you? You've had hands laid on you many, many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's wisdom. You look at head like this, you know, it's, it's so full, so full of wisdom. <laughs> if you don't get it, your pastor, your, your prophet, your apostle, whoever you submit to can lay hands on you all they want. You have to see yourself in the mirror of the word. So you don't live vicariously through someone else. You have even relationships where wives live vicariously through their husbands. And husbands live vicariously through their wives. It shouldn't happen. You need to know who you are. Even, even in, the, in the marriage, there still has to be individuality. Come on now, say amen. You have to find God for yourself. You have to discover who you are. You don't get married and put everything on your spouse. You don't get married and put everything on your husband or your wife. Are you listening to me? You still have to find out what the word says about your life. What the word says about your victory. What the word says about who you are today in Christ. Come on now, say amen. amen. 
But no, many want pastors to do it for them. Many want their spouse to do it for them. Many want their friends to do it for them. Brother, you are very spiritual. You can do it for me. No, no, no. He can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. You have to discover for yourself. You have to open the perfect law of liberty. And you have to look at what the word says about you. And everything the word of God says about you, you say, I believe it. I receive it. That is who I am in Jesus' name. But, oh, but Pastor God, well, you know, my, my life is not in conformity to that yet. I don't care. Your life is in conformity or not. That is why we are teaching this so that you will realize until you realize this, your life will never be in conformity to it. Come on now, somebody say praise the Lord. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 3 to verse 8, and I'm going to skip to verse 11, and then I'm going to skip to verses 13 and 14. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic. I want to say the word is the mirror that shows me who I truly am. It says, may blessing, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ. What has he done? Pardon. Now, I capitalized blessed. He has not cursed us. He has blessed us. I am blessed. Can I submit to you? When God blesses you, no one can curse you. See, see, because many haven't seen the mirror, that's why they believe in curses. Notice what it says. Who has blessed us? In Christ. Doesn't say who has cursed us. It says who has blessed us. In Christ. We are blessed. We are blessed. It says he has blessed us in Christ with every. Everyone say every. With every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit blessing in the heavenly realm. I am blessed with every blessings. Oh, Jesus. I am blessed with every blessing. Someone say it with me. I am blessed with every blessing. That's what the mirror says. That's what the mirror shows me. Blessed us with every blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Watch this now. It says, even as in his love, he chose. He chose. Everyone say he chose. He chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own. I belong to him. Yeah. He picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. Let me tell you what holiness means. For some of us that come from where we were told that holiness means not wearing earrings. <laughs> holiness means wearing a, a, a long gown like a... <laughs> holiness means uh, ladies don't wear trousers. That's what holiness is to many. And that's religious holiness. Some, some people, I don't know what, what, they, what they think with. I was a young believer. I was, I guess, 15 years of age. You know, 15 years, I was a teenager. You know, look at, what, look at what the kids do today. We used to do it back in the day, too. Cut your hair and leave this one in, in the middle. We did that. Don't think it's new. It's not new. Leave the thing in the middle. Cut the side. You know, I was just 15 years of age. Told my Baba, do it like that. I want to look good. Got to church. 
The moment I walked into church, guess what? My Sunday school teacher saw me. Sunday school teacher said, what is that, God will? <laughs> like, I was so persecuted. <laughs> I was so, you, 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 you laugh, but it wasn't funny. I was so persecuted by my own Sunday school teacher. Who thought because I had my hair like that, I was on my way to hellfire. <laughs> and uh, I was so rebuked. And then I had to go back. I told my barber, remove the top. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my barber had to remove the top so that I looked like a Christian. Went back to church and everyone felt okay. Because, <laughs> see, I cut my hair and left this in the middle and I, I was going to hell. I don't, I don't know where some people think with. I don't know. They certainly don't think like the word. They certainly don't think. I don't know where they think with. I don't understand it. They think from somewhere else. I just don't understand that. And I tell, I tell you the story, but I was 15. I was very hurt by that. I was very hurt by that. I was very hurt by that. I was a young believer. How dare you come persecute me? In the church, I thought the world would persecute me. Now, Sunday school teacher was persecuting me. Because, you know, I didn't fit in. I didn't fit into their style. Look at what God said to Samuel. I look on the heart. You look on the outward. Why should I bother about the way someone looks on the outside if their heart hasn't changed? Sometimes we get too carried away by the way people look on the outside. And we totally forget that what is important is the way they look on the inside. Come on now. Come on now, say amen. amen. God looks at the heart. And let me submit this to you. When your heart has changed, it will affect everything. Amen. See, that's what, see, the focus is the heart. The focus is the heart. The focus is not the way I look on the outside. The focus is the heart. Because a lot of people, they, they, they can wear all this stuff. It's nothing but a smoke screen. Let me just conform to them. Nothing but a smoke screen. But if your heart is truly changed, it will affect the way you dress. It will, definitely. I don't need to bother about the way you dress if your heart hasn't changed. Because we can, you can throw, you can throw makeup, lipstick, wig. On a cops, the cops is still a cops. <laughs> that's what we. That's what people try to do sometimes in church. They want to put makeup and lipstick and wig on the cops. The cops is still cops. Let. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with me. Change happens in the heart. But really, the word holiness means separated unto God. That's where this whole thing comes from. That's why I'm talking about this. Look, I am for, I'm for decency. No question about that. We are for decent dressing. Definitely. We, 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 we can compromise that. Because a disciplined church has disciplined people. Yeah, we are for decency. But in no way do we take away from the fact that decency must come from the heart first. Because if your heart is pure, then everything you do will be pure. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? But I'm only saying all of that to say that it is not the outward that determines that you're holy. Holiness is a state of your heart. Holiness means separated to God. 
That's what it means. Come on now, say amen. amen. So when I'm separated to God and I see what the Bible says about my status in God, it changes the way I carry myself. Amen. See now. So now that I see that young man, you are holy. You are God's property. You are a child of God. I now begin to carry myself like that. Now I'm not going to carry myself loose. I'm not going to be promiscuous. I'm not going to be running around and living in sin. I'm not going to be misbehaving and dressing and showing everything. No, I'm going to carry myself in a way that what? Conforms to who I am in Him. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. See, see, when we show people who they are, they can now live the life that they have. Come on, say amen. amen. I heard a story of a, of, a, of a football player whose father was a security, security man. He would stand at the gate, open doors, close doors for cars to come in and drive out. His son was one of the wealthiest football players in his country. Played in so many European countries. Had a lot of money in millions. But his father would not stop being a security man. Like, hey, dad, stop that job. I mean, I believe the, the sons should say, hey, dad, don't do that. Come on. I can do something better for you. But as long as the man still felt, no, I'm going to do a security job. I'm going to be opening gates for people. When your son is wealthy, you don't need to be opening gates for cars to come in and go out. Is that correct? Yes. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Until you see it, you can't leave it. We can, we can take a donkey to the stream, but you can't make it drink. Come on, say amen. amen. You've got to see. God says you are holy. Say it with me. I'm holy. I'm holy. You are holy. That's what God's word says. You are separated unto God. And so you've got to carry yourself like that. Praise God. Young ladies, the boy comes and he tries to touch. You say, no, I'm holy. I'm separated to God. Come on now, say amen. amen. Now, if I don't touch, we're not going to get married. Then don't marry. Get away from me. I am holy. I'm separated to God. This body is clean. This temple is clean. God is holy. I am, I am holy. Come on now, I'm preaching good. Let's touch. No, don't touch. You're not touching nothing. I'm too holy to be touched. I'm God's property. He owns me. I can't do anything unless he permits it. I guarantee you no guy will want to touch you and pray in tongues while touching you. <laughs> because you, they, know it's, they, they know it's wrong. They can't be like, kataya, kataba, let's touch. No, they can't do that because they know it's wrong. They know it's wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Men. You are holy. Amen. Young men, you are holy. Amen. You are God's property. Amen. Don't cross the line. Amen. Preaching good now. Pastor, does it matter? I'm going to marry her anyways. Yeah, it does. It does matter. You don't, you're, not, you're not honoring God. You don't realize who you are. You are a temple. And the temple of the Holy Ghost you are. 
Come on, come on, say amen. amen. So if you see it, see, if you see it, you, you just, it's, just, it's just easy. Tell someone, if I see it, it's easy. That's how it works. You see it, it's easy. No, no pressure, no stress. Pastor God, well, the Christian life is so difficult. No, who told you that? That's, that's religi religious nonsense. Can I tell you what is tough? The life of a sinner. The Bible says the, the life of a sinner is hard. The way of a sinner is difficult. There is a way that seems right to man. The end of it is destruction. Whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. He that sows into the flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. The life of the believer is not hard. The life of a believer is lived by grace. My God. Come on now, say amen. amen. The life of the believer is lived by grace. I want to say by grace. For the just shall live by, by faith. You live by faith. And when there is faith, there is grace. Amen. Pastor God, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Stop trying. <laughs> you haven't been called to try to live the Christian life. For if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you, he shall quicken. And make a life, your mortal body, by the same spirit that lives in you. Amen. He quickens you. Amen. He enables you. Amen. He strengthens you. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. Say to the person sitting beside you, I'm holy. I'm holy. Say that I'm, I'm set apart. I'm separated unto God. Hallelujah. I'm showing you what the word says. That's what the word says. Listen, except you're not born again. If you're not born again, that's a whole different story. If you're not born again, you are not holy. If you're not born again, you are on your way to hell. If you're not born again, the Bible says that the wrath of God abides on you. If you're not born again, the Bible says that you are still under the power of the prince of the air. If you're not born again, Jesus does not live in your heart. You can even be in church. That does not guarantee you will go to heaven. The guarantee to go to heaven, it's a relationship with Jesus. Come on now, say amen. amen. So if you are not born again today, you are not holy. You are not part of those I'm talking to. But I want you to come into this, into this realm, into this family, that you will become chosen and you will become one of those that are blessed. That you will become one of those that are being blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. 